Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Nathan Brown Show on 106.7 Buzz 2. Inside the 15, Bears want to go quickly. Fake the handoff. Outside they go. Richmond, stutter step. At the 5. Into the end zone! Touchdown for the third time! Kristen Richmond's got a hat trick! And the Bears take the lead! How about it? Over the next hour, Coach Brown and Bears broadcaster Justin Acre will recap the previous games, highlight outstanding performances, and look ahead to what's next for Central Arkansas football. Third and long here for Braylon Smith. Will they throw on third down? Nope. Hale up the middle. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Central Arkansas! Cherry on top, Darius Hale, his seventh of the season. The freshman is feasting. The Nathan Brown Show is presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro and broadcasted live at their location at 955 South Amity Road. Hudson, part of a three-receiver set to the right side. They're going to hand it off to Hale. He's going to go left side. At the five, four, three, two, touchdown. Central Arkansas, Darius Hale for the third time tonight. Hat trick for Richmond in the last outing. Darius Hale gets the first of his career tonight, and the Bears are cruising. And also brought to you in part by Splash Car Wash, AT&T, Highland Dairy, Conway Corp, Laquita Inn and Suites Conway, Conway Regional, DDS Dentures and Implants, HD Roofing and Construction, and the Arkansas Beef Council. There goes Hale up the middle. He's gone. He's going to go to the house. All the way to the end zone. He got caught at the end, but he's in for another score, another long run. 50-plus yards by Darius Hale. Late flag comes in, but it was after the score, and Darius Hale is over 200 yards on the night. Unbelievable performance by the freshman this evening. Now let's head to walk-ons and join Nathan Brown and Justin Acre. All right, welcome into the Coaches Show, the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On Sports Bistro every Monday, and this is the final Monday here at Walk-Ons. I'm Chris Kane filling in for Justin Aker, who is just across I-40 on campus for the I-40 Showdown, and we'll be updating you on the score tonight between Little Rock and your Central Arkansas Bears. I was there last Friday as the Bears took care of business against Crosstown, old rival Hendricks. It was... uh, it was a nice game for the Bears, Coach Brown. I don't know if you were able to see the final score. It was, it was a lot to a little. Yeah. A hundred and uh, I think it was 103. And then uh, Hendricks was in the 50s. So. Good stack game. It was outstanding. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. All the all the guys deep on the bench got in. <laughs> They're, you know, it's always fun whenever guys on the deep on the bench are hitting threes. It's always fun when you guys put up big stats, too. Let's talk about this last game. Let's use the political term since we had the election this past week a landslide victory down in Nacogdoches yeah it was it was a good night uh you know bottom line that was a big game for us I mean I tell our players every week and and uh especially especially this time of year if you're playing for something in November then there that that, that's a that's an accomplished season and obviously getting a chance to go against Stephen F. Austin who's got playoff implications ahead of them they're in the WAC basically the (laughs) the 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 default WAC championship this weekend and uh they're a good football team They've, they've won a lot of games and preseason top 10 and 
uh, especially coming off a loss like we did against Eastern Kentucky. You know, we didn't play our best football. We thought we could have been better, should have been better, all the all the things that you maybe second-guess, think about, come back and play the way we did in a dominating fashion on the road. Look, they don't lose much in Nacogdoches, Texas. I mean, they, they, except to they, you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, nine and th- nine and three overall. Yeah, well, well, the last couple of years they haven't lost. Five and two. They, they five and two or six and two in NAC. They by the way, they haven't six lost and much. two. Is yeah, what, what y'all's record is. Big game though. I mean, like that. I'm just so proud of our guys. I mean, they they've stayed the course, they've stayed consistent, they've trusted the process, and uh, it's put us in a situation to make this game this weekend huge. Yeah. Well, let's talk about last week because that's what counted last week before we get ahead and you know have a chance to talk about being outright conference champs co-champs first of all congratulations thank you more hardware more rings for the guys um and and doing so in a game where even though it didn't have implications you know that was decided in another game somewhere else but at the same token you guys had to go out and perform and, and really get over a tough loss that had title implications the week before you've mentioned before how you love road games after losses i do and, and although the the first one was a long road trip coming back that was tough, how important was it to have another road game to get everybody's mindset right heading into a pivotal game, just in terms of rivalry, in terms of standing, and in terms of pride against a team like, like SFA? Well, there's something about going on the road. I mean, you, you're together. Um, no distractions, No right? distractions. I mean, you're in the hotel. You're meeting. You're walking through. You're, you're, you're eating together. Uh, you know, there's just not a ton of separation. You don't have a lot of outside outside noise going on or – or, uh, or, you know, friends, friends girlfriends, 100%. all that, yeah. You know, there's always family that come by the hotel. They're traveling and different, you know, different kids are coming, going back close to home. They may see. But it, but bottom line, it's 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 an opportunity to get away, come together as a team, and just be one. And so uh, the trip to Nacogdoches was definitely a blink compared to our last two road trips. <laughs> yeah, for you know, sure. Kennesaw State and Eastern Kentucky both, basically you left at daylight and you got there at dark. I mean, yeah. that was kind of the way those trips went. We were fortunate enough to get a walkthrough in before we left on Friday. We, we probably left the stadium about 1.30 on Friday, and we were there, you know, by 5.30, 6 o'clock for dinner. I mean, it's, that's, that's a short trip for us, and our guys took total advantage of it. Um, you know, and, 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 and again, I, I just I think our guys showed their maturity. They showed, a, showed their, uh, their response to adversity, and that's, that's what you're looking for as a coach. Here are some of the numbers from last game. Will McIlvain. 12 of 17, that's 71%, 136 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He was only sacked once that night, and it was late in the game when it was well in hand. Clifton McDowell came in, provided that change of pace, yep. one for two, 38 yards and a touchdown to our man Kylan James sitting just off mic. He'll be joining us here in just a moment along with Jake Golday. Um, he also had 20 rushing yards. Uh, Kylan finished with 155 on the ground, 88 in the air. Your offensive player of the week in the A-Sun, he had two touchdowns receiving on four receptions, Tristan Smith, 15 attempts, 39 yards, and your other leading receiver that night, or one of them was Christian Richmond, three receptions and 28 yards. Just offensively, you know, over 400 yards. What did you What did you see from your offense? You know, other than Kylan, not gaudy numbers, but, man, they were effective when they mattered most. Yeah, I think we took advantage. I th- look, I think the most pit in this, the, the, call me crazy on this, but maybe the most pivotal drive of the game was the first drive. They yeah. deferred to the second half. It reminded me a lot of Kennesaw State. They deferred to the second half. We get the ball. Kylan gets a great kickoff return, I think 36 or 37 yards. Gets Sorry, a- yes, I shorted you 37 kickoff Yeah, I mean, he, he got well. his great field position, and, yeah. then, and then we took it down on about seven or eight plays right down the right right down the field and scored a touchdown, hit Austin Eldridge on a, on a flat route for a touchdown pass. And I thought that set the tempo and tone for everybody. And then you turn around, our defense gets them a quick three and out, and you know, we're off to the races at that point. So uh, we didn't have to do a lot. It wasn't the 700-yard per performance on offense. It wasn't the, you know, throw for four touchdowns or do that. I, 
I just thought we were effective when we needed to be effective. I think in the second half we were playing, we were playing clean, trying to play clean football, not necessarily aggressive football. Uh, you know, your worst enemy in those situations is the clock. Um, so we weren't necessarily on, uh, you know, just uh, pedal to the metal mode in second half, and uh, and 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 our guys went out and they executed, and that that's that's what makes you excited about that performance. All right, defensively here are the numbers: Demetrius Charles leading the team in tackles with nine tackles, but it was a sack game. I mean, it was. It, was, it was a game where you guys were sacking the quarterback left and right. Our man Jake got his sack. I mean, one and a half sacks is what we understand is what he's officially going to be credited for. David Walker, though. Three and a half on the night. It looked like your line was just wreaking havoc uh, on, on a quarterback that was 115 yards away from 10,000. The same field where you threw for 10,000. He didn't get it. I think that's what made the other night so special was, um, one, a great game plan, but, two, our players executed it. But what allowed us to play that game plan was our front seven. I mean, we, we were basically keeping an extra hat to the pass game. We knew how good and explosive Xavier Gibson was. I don't know how many he needed 60, 70 yards to get to a thousand. He had three catches for 12 yards. I mean, like that—that's that's unreal. And so, um, just pleased with the way our defense played. Obviously, our guys got to the backfield and got after self. He threw for 45 yards. Didn't even get close to the 10,000. So awesome. All right, that's the music. We're gonna take a break. We'll come back after this and talk with one of our players, Kylan James, is next here on the Nathan Brown Show, brought to you by Walk On Sports Bistro. a question or comment for the head bear send justin a message on twitter at justin seven now back to the nathan brown show presented by walk-ons sports bistro in conway 955 south amity road on the buzz radio network now play action rolls right throwing downfield has a man at the 25 20 15 10 5 walk it in touchdown kylan james for the second time tonight, the man is going to be the player of the week in the A-Sun. He is having a huge, huge night. Bold prediction there by my colleague and cohort, Justin Acre, as, yes, he was correct. Kylan James is your offensive player of the week, ladies and gentlemen, in the A-Sun. 100, excuse me, 155 yards rushing, 88 yards receiving. He did have 37 yards on a kickoff. So, yeah, that's all in all 280 on the night for Kylan James. Kylan, congratulations. Two touchdowns. He is one of our players joining us at the Nathan Brown Show presented to you by Walk-Ons. And I know Coach Brown was singing your praises saying you should have had 300. (laughs) And And he's right because there was one long play, that long run right before the half where you almost broke free there. But I know that there were guys hot on your tail there. Man, congratulations, first of all. And uh, the Dumas native joins us now. Colin, what was, after the game, what was your assessment, your performance, and the team as a whole as you guys took that 34-7 win? Uh, our big guys up front, they just played good. And yeah? Good play, Kyler, in the right position. And coaches being able to trust me and do a lot of things. Well, they, they trust you because you're one of the, from what I've been told, not just one of the smartest guys in the classroom, but one of the smartest guys also in the film room. Coach Collins, when I was asking him earlier this season, I said, so use Kylan, he wants to use you and Darius and, and Tristan as much as possible on the same plays. And I said, so why'd you pick Kylan to move him out there? And he said, because he's one of the smartest guys on the team. You have a 3-9 GPA coming out of high school. 
obviously you study a ton. What is your favorite part about playing in this offense? I mean, you do so many different things for them. Uh, I'll be honest with you, late at night I'm always sending them videos of plays that I see and things that I want to like. It's even plays that I'm sending him that I want to be the decoy. It's it's just a lot. And I watch the game a lot. If I ain't on the field playing, I'm watching it. What is your favorite running back to watch right now? Or favorite player, I guess, since you, you do hold several different hats on that offense. Who's your favorite player these days? got to be either Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara. CMC or Alvin, yeah. It's two good ones. Yeah, two of the best, actually. Um, so you're from Dumas. Here, just to give you an idea of Kylan's background, he rushed for 2,400-plus yards as a senior. That's a 10.3 average. He led the state in rushing his senior year in 2020. And he had 26 touchdowns. So why'd you choose UCA? I see he had offers from SEMO, Eastern Illinois, Murray State, UAPB, William and Mary, and more. Why'd you pick UCA? Well, like like I said, the trust, like being able to have a coach that trust you on the field, it, it's a lot. Like on the field, having them having the support from teammates and everybody, like it helps. And I just felt it. When I was making the decision, that it was family here and it was real love. Like, I knew that if I came here, it wasn't going to be nothing else than what was said. What was it like recruiting him? I know that there were a lot of teams, especially coming on late. You, you, lead, you lead the state in rushing, Coach Brown, and uh, a lot you're going to get a lot of ears perking up and eyes, and eyes start veering towards your guy over there. How was it recruiting him, getting him to, to campus? I still remember when Coach Nelly brought him to me. Uh, obviously, you've heard about him because he's the in-state kid, but, you know, you just got to know Coach Nelson. Uh, he gets excited about a lot of things, especially running backs. And so he comes to me and says, ah, Coach, I got this kid. I mean, like, like I, I look at him. It took me literally like two minutes to watch his film and the, and the different things that he did. Uh, and then you looked at his statistics. And, and then you pulled out his transcript. And you're like, man, this guy's like the total package. Yeah. So, you know, when we were recruiting him, it was during COVID. And so we didn't really get a chance to, you know, get, get him up here to campus, do all the normal recruiting, you know, kind of scenarios. So, there was a lot of Zooms with him and his family. Um, you tried to gain that trust with them through Zoom calls, and fortunately enough, they believed in us. And, and Collins on pace to be one of the great running backs to play here, and he's only a sophomore. All right, listen to these stats for this season. He's got 582 rush yards. as a 7.1 average, second on the team. 33 receptions, second on the team. 475 yards, second on the team. Third, three touchdowns receiving, second on the team. 1,094 total yards, second on the team. Two for two, 129 yards and two touchdowns passing. That's also second on the team in both categories. You are number one in efficiency. I have found the number. You have a 971 efficiency I think rate that in passing. Be number one in the nation. That's it. First of all, it's better than your coach, by the way. You've had the ball in your hands 118 times this season, second most on the team other than the quarterback. Like I said, coach, do you just – do you play defense? Or, I he mean, could. I mean – I did it. Did you? Are you are coming from Dumas, I assume. You got – yeah, mm-hmm. smaller town. You got to play both ways. Would you play for the Bobcats on defense? Safety. Safety? Play, they wanted me to play linebacker, and I wanted to play safety. Why do you want to play that over linebacker? I wanted to cover. Yeah. And lay, and lay a big hit mm-hmm. deep, deep into the secondary. Uh-huh. That yeah. was one thing on his highlights. He had several big, big, big hits on his yeah. highlight tape. I mean, it was impressive. Did you watch his basketball tape? He was an all-state oh. basketball selection as well. <laughs> Um, I just I just remember that honor roll honor society. I remember watching his football highlight and then and then turning on his high school basketball highlight and literally first highlights like him tomahawk jamming it on somebody and you're just like all right yep yeah yeah let's do what we got to do right. to get this kid let's get him on campus <laughs> and and you're right such a unique situation and and 
you know, your your teammate Jake over here, we're going to talk to him about this too because you guys are in the same recruiting class. What what a weird time in your recruitment process with COVID where campus visits not available. I know you guys, fortunately you got Huddle and Max Preps and all these different recruiting sites now, but what was that like whenever you were going through the process and, and you really having to do it all from Dumas, not being able to get on the road and, and visit all the campuses? And it, it really hurt. I didn't even get to play my junior year, so COVID year, like not being able to talk, like, come on campus, no visits. Like, I ain't had no visits. That's it's incredible. I'm so, so glad that uh, you're an in-state kid, so Nelson was able to find you. You know, Nelson always tells me, Coach Cunnelly's always like, every time I ask him a question, and he'll tell you this, he's like, I don't know. Now, uh, where's Kyle? I don't know. Where's Darius? I don't know. He he tells me that all the time on purpose. It drives me insane. But obviously, he's got a great relationship with you guys. Uh, it seems like your running back room, you guys all really do root on each other and, and cheer for each other. Tell me about the kind of the culture that's been created in that running back room and, and what you love about it. I like we work together. Like how I'm sending plays, Darius doing the same. We trying to find out. Tristan too. Like we all work together. Work. And your your uh, offensive line seems to really enjoy your success. Those big guys up front seem to really really love when you guys are, are racking up the stats, but they're able These to pave the way for you. The stats, it, it, I, I wish they could get it. <laughs> well, they've been making holes, man. Well, they just might. They just might. Um, again, from Dumas, do you have a favorite uh, NFL team? I know you got a couple players from different teams. You got a favorite NFL team? I know right. South, Southeast Arkansas, man, you got your choice, right? Yeah. You got the Saints. I guess you could go Cowboys, like a lot of Arkansas. No, nah, shake this head real quick. <laughs> Not going that way. Um, whenever you were in high school, what, what was uh, was football your favorite sport or, or basketball? Because if you had to, you picked one, obviously. I think you picked the right one, but what would you really enjoy playing the most? Growing up, I ain't even had one. Like, it was football season, basketball season, and baseball season. It was just. <laughs> All year it was one of them. But, like, growing up in Dumas, I just had to choose football. I'm glad you did. I'm really happy you did, Coach. All right, so when when, uh, I talked to Coach Collins, I think it was after your second touchdown pass, I said, don't ruin his stat line. And he almost did. There was a rain game. He almost made you throw in. I was was really concerned about that. Do you – Whenever he calls those plays, how hyped do you get to get a chance to roll out and throw the ball deep? I try to just stay calm, but I'd be happy just ready to throw it. <laughs> did he run with a smile on his face out there uh, after, whenever that play is called? Whenever whenever you guys are going through practice, how does that work whenever you're trying to find out which running back throws the ball? Just, didn't Darius even defer to Kylan and kind of say, yeah, he th- you said, oh, yeah, Darius can't throw like Kylan can. Darius likes to think he can. Oh, okay, but he, okay. He, 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 believe it or not, those plays are practiced a lot. And yeah. so uh, even during endo time, they, the, the – the, the running backs will work those throws. So um, it doesn't just happen off chance. I mean, we work hard at it. And obviously, Kylan does a great job of it. All right, if you could throw, catch, or run a touchdown, you can only pick one. What are you picking? You got to pick one. I won't let you walk away until you do. I got to say run. You got to, yeah. Because it's because yeah, right. It's, good call. <laughs> it's in your heart, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Whenever you feel good throwing window. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, is is it fun? Yeah, it's fun. Seeing the other side of it too. Um, whenever you get a guy like this, coach, I know you guys put him on the field at every opportunity possible. But I mean, how excited do you get? And 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 really, how creative can you be when Kylan's not only able to athletically play all these positions, but he understands each position so he can he can fit in a new role. Well, that's did. what makes it available is he can do it. I mean, a lot of guys aren't able to do several different spots, and he can do that. He can do. So, I mean, he lines up at the tight end position sometimes, the fullback position, the wide receiver, running back, quarterback. 
Um, it's pretty amazing. He's got, he's like a Swiss Army knife. We just try to use him as many ways possible. And honestly, we're just we're just scratching the surface of what he's going to be for the rest of his career. Kylan, sir. thanks for joining us. Uh, we got the game on, by the way, here at Walk On Sports Bistro. Eagles and Washington uh, football team commanders. Commanders, that's what they are this year. It changes all the time up there in Washington, just like everything else. Let's take a look at what's going on across the interstate. Bears lead 25-18 to with 9.35 left in the first half in the I-40 showdown against Little Rock. We're back here at Walk-Ons after this. Jake Golday joins us next, the Arlington, Tennessee native. Going to join us. We're going to talk a little defense because the defense showed out this past week, much like Kylan James did on offense. We'll talk with Jake Golday and Coach Brown. We come back on the Nathan Brown Show live at Walk-On Sports Bistro after this. You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro in Conway, where everything is made from scratch, bringing Cajun cuisine to life. Now, back to Coach Brown and Justin on the Buzz Radio Network. McElvain pulls it out, throws it, caught, touchdown Central Arkansas, and it is Austin Eldridge with the catch for the touchdown. His first score of the year, his fourth catch of the season, all right, welcome back to Walk-On Sports Bistro. We are live at Walk-On's for the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On's. We appreciate all their hospitality, how gracious of hosts they've been, feeding our players, our coaches throughout the year. Great talking with Kylan James, the Dumas native, and now we bring on Jake Golday, the Arlington, Tennessee native, who's joining us. Thank you so much. And, of course, Coach Brown here as well as we've got family here we've got uh, all eyes across the interstate as well quick update for you the reason just nakery is out tonight is it's the i-40 showdown we're in crossover season so bears still lead 25 to 22 against little rock in the first half with 736 left in the first half we'll update you on that score throughout all right let's get right to it coach jake golday same recruiting class as kylan coming in 6-4 220 defensive end from tennessee I mean, look, listen to some of these uh, high school numbers. I know you probably know most of them, but listen to some of these. These are impressive. 3-8 out of high school. Other offers, Air Force, Army, SEMO, Austin P, Sanford, Wofford, Fordham, UT Mart, North Alabama, Eastern Kentucky, Columbia, and Penn. Pretty good offer list. Jay- I mean, they're, they're, I don't. They're, these two right here. They're GPAs. I, I, you probably have to. Oh, it, I'd probably have to have. You want to? want to combo together? No, no, no. I mine no and yours, and, and we might reach one of them. No, no, we might reach one of them with a combo. <laughs> I mean, look at this. He, this season, he's got 35 tackles, five and a half tackles for loss, and one sack. And last week, getting a sack and a half. So I guess it's one and a half sacks officially. Um, defensively, as a whole, guys like Jake last week anchoring that D line. You guys were getting pressure all night on the quarterback. Well, Trey Self had no time. Jake's a perfect example, and obviously we can talk to him more. But like, he's a perfect example of what you want a young defensive end to look like. Long. Uh, extremely athletic. Could I mean when we recruited him, he possibly he could he could probably be one of our better tight ends. I mean he's got uh, unbelievable vertical jump. He can really 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 be really move in and out of breaks athletically, and that helps him be a pack, great pass rusher. And I think what we've seen him this year, he played the last four games last year, got the red shirt, uh, you know, with that rule. Um, actually had a sack in the Tarleton game last year. Um, there you go. And uh, but but like he uh, he he 
he's turning into a total package defensive end, not just a pass rusher. Uh, he's great against the run. I mean, he's, his upside is enormous. Can't wait to watch it. Jake, I just mentioned all those offers he had, and you chose Central Arkansas. Again, just like Kyle, it was a COVID year. Tell me about why you chose Central Arkansas. What was it about this place that, that made you say, yeah, this is where I want to this is where I want to play? I think it was uh, the coaches that really did it for me, uh, in particular uh, one coach, Coach Polk. He's now at uh, Troy. Troy, yep. And uh, he would call me yeah, every – Taylor. Yeah. Yes. Taylor. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He would call me every single day. I mean, even on game days he'd call my mom, be like, Jake had a great game. He'd watch the game throughout the whole thing. So, I mean, the coaches is really what did it for me. It looks like your defensive line is one of the deepest in, in the entire conference. And you guys shipped out like a hockey team. I mean, it, it is like four in, four out, three in, three out. It looks like the coaching staff has full trust in you guys. And that's saying something because, I mean, you're talking about two of the highest tackle for loss guys on that same line with you, with Logan and David. And they, sh- they shuffle you guys in and, and have the confidence you on third and five, third and three yes, to sir. go in there and make plays. What's that like being a younger player and, and, and seeing that confidence already instilled in your abilities? Oh, I mean, I mean, I love it that they're already trusting me to be able to go in there on third and short, third and long, whatever it may be. And uh, being able to have that opportunity to come in behind those guys is, like, amazing. I mean, David and Logan are the guys that I've learned from this year, and being able to learn behind those guys has been great all season. All right, so who's your primary position coach? Uh, coach Kitchens, defense coordinator. All right, good. I want to talk to you about Coach Kitchens. <laughs> tell me tell me about his uh, – look at Kylan laughing over there. Don't choke. Tell me about Coach Kitchens' intensity on the sideline. Oh, he, he's very intense, but it's like – it's like a different person when you get into the meeting room with them. He's man, he's cracking jokes with you. He's making a fun time while you're learning. I mean, it's completely different. It's like night and day. But yeah, he's he's a great coach. He is a great coach. He's fun to watch on the sideline from our perspective as well. Um, it says here, high school receiving stats. He had 571 yards your senior year. What, what other positions did you play? Tight end or receiver? So I played wide receiver. I played some outside linebacker. I had to play corner one game because we played a team that had a six-five wide receiver that was just mossing on our uh, corner, and uh, so I had to move out the corner. And then one game, I play. I even played free safety. So those are the all the positions I played in just my senior year. Well, and then also my junior year, I played uh, B back. You play just about everything. Again, just like Kylan. Yeah. Whenever you whenever you understand all the positions, they're going to put you in all those. What was your what was your favorite position to play? Is it is it in? Is it is it where you're playing now, or is it another one? Do you like playing linebacker? I actually, I actually didn't play any defensive end in high school. So, so my favorite position was probably outside linebacker. And then, of course, scoring touchdowns was also fun yeah. playing wide receiver. Makes but sense. where I love it at is on the defensive side, where I'm making big hits, plays. What was it about last game that you noticed? You know, they say that you can tell immediately when you've got the leverage. And the size of that line, you saw them up close on paper, was as impressive as, as, I mean, Eastern Kentucky probably had the biggest line. Did that kind of help playing against a big line just the week before and help get you guys ready for the size that you were going to face again this past weekend? Most definitely, yes, sir. And then seeing, when did you see the give up? In, in them this past week 
So, we saw we 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 thought we saw it up there, but when did you see it up close? I mean, coming into the uh, third quarter, I could tell that they didn't want to be out there. I mean, even the quarterback was yelling at the offensive line, yelling at his own receivers. I mean, you could tell by the third quarter they were they were starting to bow down. Yeah, that's something I noticed. You probably you probably noticed too, didn't you, Coach? That there was a moment where it just felt like everybody in the stadium knew the result. And it was yeah. like, let's just get to the end here. And I and I thought they came out flat, even in the, in the beginning. I'm not saying they didn't want to, not want to be there, obviously, but yeah. I just thought they. And that's always a that's one of, as a coach that's your biggest fear coming out of a bye week. You're either going to come out like we did after North Alabama. We had a great great coming out after bye week against North Alabama. Mm-hmm. And we got after all that. Complete or game. you're or you're very nervous. You're going to come out flat. You just lose your momentum. You 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 kind of change your routines and. You know, this late in the year, I think that's probably tough on Stephen F. Austin. Take having that late a bye week and then having to go play a good football team. And, you know, we jumped on them quick. All right. So I mentioned you're from Arlington, Tennessee. It's close to Memphis, correct? Yes, sir. Small town. It's grown a lot, though, I've seen in the last decade. Um, favorite teams growing up professionally? Do you like uh, – are you a Titans fan? So I follow the Titans. I like the Titans. But my favorite team are the Green Bay Packers, oddly enough. Really? Kyler's so. shaking his head again. He, he's not about any of those traditional teams. He's like, nah, I have no business with that. Why, why do you like Green Bay? So uh, when I first really started watching NFL, uh, my stepmom, which is kind of funny, she was a big she – wa- she watches all sports, and her favorite team was the Green Bay Packers. So it was always on TV, mm. and I fell in love with players like Clay Matthews, Eddie Lacy. I loved Eddie Lacy. I was roommates with Clay Matthews. That's that's awesome. I had no clue. About Where? When I, we had the same agent when we were training, coming out of the end of, coming out of college. Hercules. Oh yeah, man. His. You want to talk about? You want to see somebody work in the weight room? Woo. Scary. 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 Yes, and 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 genetic. Very genetic. Like his his whole family was in the NFL. Incredible. Didn't mean to change that. No, no, that, you're fine. But that's a great. That, I mean, if you're looking up for someone to watch playing Clay football, Matthews. Clay Matthews was outstanding. You're outstanding. You're going to be even better the more you grow into this. I'm looking forward to seeing it on the film and on the turf. Thanks again, Jake. We appreciate your time. Jake Golden, everybody. Man. All right, we'll come back after this. We're going to have our Here's the Beef Report, brought to you by the Arkansas Beef Council. Get you set for Jacksonville State on the Stripes for Senior Day this weekend. UCA. You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show on the Buzz Radio Network, coming to you live from Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway. A great place to take the family or catch the game. Now, back to Coach Brown and Justin. Their catch? No. There goes Gerard Barnes in the 35, running sideways, east and west, but gets upfield to the 40, 45 midfield, 45, 40, 35, 30. Didn't start out promising but it's going to finish with a touchdown. Gerard Barnes to the house. No, no, it didn't start out promising, but it ended amazing. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nathan Brown Show at Walk-On Sports Bistro on Conway. I'm Chris Kane filling in for Justin Acri, who is just across the interstate for the I-40 showdown. Bears hold a narrow one-point lead, 29-28, with 3.14 left in the first half at the Ferris Center. Let's hope they hold on and extend their lead even larger. Coach, we're just looking. First of all, looking at that Gerard uh, special teams play in just a moment, but 
we're just looking at that recruiting class where these guys are in. Jake, Golday, Kyle, and James joining us tonight. If you missed them, uh, we'll be posting it on the zone on the their Spotify channel. But I was looking at this class, outstanding. Yeah, I mean, James Jordan, Darius, Hale. Darius Hales in there. You got Casey Clark in there. Frazier Rose. Frazier. I mean, Sean Smith. Miles Butler. Yeah. I'm going down this list. I'm like, starter, starter, <laughs> contributor. Bradley Clark's, you know, yeah. contributor. I mean, it's just outstanding group of young players. And, and we, look, we've got senior day coming up. We do. On the stripes. And, and we kind of joked all season, like, Hey, they had their senior day this past weekend over in SFA. It took a while, didn't it? And, man, was it fun to play spoiler. <laughs> it, was, it took a while, and, man, those fireworks felt good whenever we were watching them after and, and enjoying them as a team instead of uh, instead of what they were probably intended for when they first bought well, them. <laughs> well, and I've said this for several weeks now. I mean, you know, we go to Eastern Kentucky, they had 24 seniors. We go to SFA, they have 27 seniors. We have senior night this Saturday, and we have six seniors. And, and so for us to be having, and again, it's been an up and down year. I get that. We probably had some close games. We could have, should have won and had some had our opportunities. Um, but a very inexperienced young team with only six seniors. Um, co-champs in the conference. And we're with co- that. Co-champs yeah. in the conference. Minimum. Co-champs. At minimum. At minimum. And we got a championship out of it. I mean, there's just a lot to be. There's a lot of upside. I mean, there's just, there's this is a good team and a lot of young nucleus talent. And, uh, you know, I feel like. I feel like there's a lot to build on, and 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 uh, it's been a fun year. I, we, this is a fun group to coach. They've been they've been a blessing, uh, and uh, I, I look forward to uh, I look forward to to what what's going to happen after Saturday. Well, speaking of Saturday, let's talk about it. It is Senior Day, and it's time for our beef report. Brought to you by the Arkansas Beef Council, Jacksonville State coming to town. Bears have the series lead one and zero after a win last year in Jacksonville, Alabama. That was a fun road trip to come back on. I saw you guys at Bucky's right after. We got some uh, <laughs> That was awesome. Yeah, that was fantastic. We got some that's of great, their That's their, a great victory stop. Their famous pork sandwiches on the way home. Uh, this year much different Jacksonville State team because they are in transition. They were going to be moving to Conference USA, so they're afforded more scholarships and it has helped them. It has. Quite a bit this season. They're 7 and 2 overall. They're 3 and 0 in conference play. They are ineligible for a conference championship. Uh, and ineligible for the postseason as they make that transition. As I mentioned, Bears won 38-14 to last year. And it was at a pivotal point in the season, Coach. I remember it was a point where both teams were looking to turn the page in a positive way or maybe turn the page of the offseason. Jacksonville State was still in the thick of things in the conference last year, and we went in and not only beat them, it was never close. It was a – you remember in that game, it was, it was a – Misty. It was a misty, misty. wet day, yes. cool, you know, cool temperatures – Another dominating performance by our defense. We Total. scored two defensive touchdowns in that game as well. Oh, yeah. Christian, them to 14 Christian Kane had one. He Pick ran six, and then Trenton Dunn had one. Trent as well. Dunn had yeah. one as well. I remember Christian. He ran one like sixty plus yards. Tyler Hudson, Lawan Winningham ran to the end zone and celebrated yeah. with him. We we got the unsportsmanlike conduct yeah. penalty. And I remember after the game, you said, "Well, I got onto him a little bit, but I told him it's okay. If you're celebrating <laughs> with your teammate who made the play." Maybe yeah. I'll let it slide yeah. eventually, but that was that you know, was obviously and, and, a big and, game. And early in the game, Cameron Godfrey gets interceptions, takes That's down right. to five. I mean, so you're yeah. close to three defensive touchdowns in that game. But yeah, I mean, they, they've got a lot of the same players back. They've added a couple transfers and obviously a good freshman class. And but the big uh, change at the yeah. head coaching position, so Coach Rich Rodriguez. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the one of the great coaches of this era. Yeah. I mean, bottom line, he's been at West Virginia, an innovator. Yeah, been at West Virginia, Michigan, Arizona. He's back back in back in the head coaching seat now at Jacksonville State and. Uh, obviously an offensive guru. I mean, that's what he's hung his hat on and really made his name on. So um, 
they want to run the ball. That's that's their mo. They got a quarterback that's a dual threat guy, but they want to run the ball. Um, you know, we're going to have to put an extra hat to the box. We're going to have to make sure we seal that up because there was a threat for the quarterback or running back to run on every play. Um, you know, they don't, they they've got ability to pass the ball, but they they were run first team. Uh, and then defensively, they do a lot of junk. I mean, they 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 run a lot of fronts. You're going to see a lot of different. It's almost like you you roll the dice and throw them out there. It looks like ants sometimes. I mean, it's it, this is a difficult defense to prepare for because they do a lot of things. So um, we're ready, though. We're excited. I, I like where our team's at. I, I told our coaching staff and I told our players on Sunday night um, we're gonna go we're gonna go put a good effort on this game. And the results take care of themselves. Um, but we've got the momentum. We feel good about where we're at. We get them at home, um, which is a big deal. And and it's like I told our guys. Look, they're they're a different coach team this year and all that. A lot of the same players we yeah. beat last year, and, and, and I mean that. And so um, they've had a lot of success this year, but I, I'm, I'm excited where we're at. I, I wouldn't go to battle with anybody other than our guys in a game like this. Let's go over just a couple of their numbers. Um, their leading rusher, 754 rushing yards. Anwar Lewis after him is uh, Matt LaRoche with 620, and then Zion Webb, the quarterback, yep. with 515, but he's also got 12 rushing touchdowns yeah. on the season. Passing? Not his strong suit. Webb right now just a over 55% passer, 1,500 yards, nine touchdowns, eight interceptions. So he's not, like you say, he's dual threat and, and mostly the dual part. Not so much a threat on the passing side, at least not so far statistically this season. If you want to have a chance, if you want to have a chance to beat these guys, you've got to force them to pass the ball. And that, that you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of weeks, it's the opposite of that, right? Like even last week, we wanted them to run the football. Uh, you know, we wanted to put an extra hat to the pass game, and our front seven did a great job. Well, I think it's the exact opposite this week. We've got to add a hat to the run game, put our guys in some one-on-one situations. We got it. We have to play well in the secondary, and then we have to get pressure. And, and, and this kid's athletic enough to get out of get out of junk. And so, when we get a chance, when Jake gets a chance to get to the backfield, or Jessup, or Gold Day, or excuse me, or uh, Dave Walker, or those defensive front guys, we've got to get the guy down. Special teams will obviously play a big role. I do want to make two notes. Number one, Gerard Barnes, Special Teams Player of the Week in the A-Sun after that 62-yard punt return for a touchdown. And also Hayden Ray Man. tying Curtis Burrow. Awesome. 43 field goals all time. That is a tie for uh, the number one spot in school history. We'll see if he's able to break that this weekend and go down as the all-time record holder with 44 or more. But just special teams. I, and I think as a coach, you know, you could sit there and say, hey, offensively, we had a great day and we were able to win the game. Hey, defensively, defense, you know, they held the banner today. Special teams came through, you know, when we needed them most. This past weekend it was one, two, three, yeah. or really 1A, 1B, 1C. Well, and, and what I'm maybe as much proud about as anything is the, you know, the special team touchdown on that was our coverage units. I mean, we, we kicked the ball deep. I thought Jake Ward kicked off well. We had to cover a lot, right? Score 34 points. I mean, you're covering covering multiple times down the field. Our kickoff units did a great job. We scouted a couple times. We got guys down. Then our punt team, we only punted three times. Will McIlvain had a punt, put it inside the one. Uh, and then, you know, Chandler punted twice. And, and, and we knew Xavier Gibson was an elite returner. Had two, two touchdowns. We got him on the ground, and that's what was important. 12 yards for Xavier Gibson last oh, that's week. That's awesome. I don't know if he's ever had a game like that, at least not he's one that he's been injured in. He's I, a I can't special imagine. player. He's I a special player. I, I, you know, Coach Kitchens talks about nightmares and players that uh, he has nightmares about, and I think that was one after last season. <laughs> now he's going to have sweet dreams 100%. After, after, after not having to play that kid again. It's going to be fantastic. He's going to be making money one day. That, I know that. Oh, so I hope, know. hopefully he's doing it next year. And we'll just keep <laughs> saying 12 yards, 12 yards. We held him to that one night. All right, Coach, we'll come back after this. We've got our two-minute drill. We'll wrap things up for Walk-On Sports Bistro and Conway next on the Nathan Brown Show.
We're talking bear football tonight on the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway, and broadcasting live from their location at 955 South Amity Road. All right, welcome back to the Nathan Brown Show. Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway. Glad to be here with you. Chris Kane in for Justin Acri, who is... At the Ferris Center tonight across I-40, Bears have a halftime lead, 37-30 in the I-40 showdown with Little Rock. If you are wanting to go and catch second-half action, I don't know what tickets are looking like tonight. I might head over there after this to go see if I can sneak in to uh, just watch while standing, Coach, because it looks like it's going to be a good finish over there in the Ferris Center. Go Bears. Go Bears. All right, so uh, right now also got a Monday night game going on. The undefeated Philadelphia Eagles playing the 4-5 and Washington Commanders. Eagles have a 14-7 lead at the end of the first quarter. We have done two-minute drill. I did it with you last week. Before we get to it, though, senior day coming up, as we mentioned. Um, you got six seniors, and I know that it's one of the smallest classes has <laughs> ever it's walked at UCA. Um, but just this moment, you know, you get to go out there. You get to know these families so well, not just while they're there, while you have – while you are – literally watching their child and and helping you know their education and their football career but you get to know them in the recruiting process years in advance and and you're all out there on the field together to celebrate their career you know whenever you kind of compartmentalize that and look at it you know, what, are, what are some of your thoughts about senior day and how meaningful that you is just you, you you can't prepare for it it's so emotional <laughs> you know yeah. like, I, i'm not an emotional person but it is i mean like it'll get you because you got moms and dads and I mean, siblings this, and grandparents mo- most and, of these guys it's their last football game yeah you know and that's that's you know that's the end of doing it since you were probably second third grade and so uh you know the, you got you know cameron godfrey christian kane uh caden brown jalen bedell Jalen Hendricks. I mean, we've we've got such a such a good class of guys that um, have. Here's here's the cool part. This class has won a conference championship in the Southland Conference and the ASUN. That is pretty. That neat. doesn't happen very often. That is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, very few could ever have two different conference championship rings. Yeah, that's amazing. It's pretty and cool. Again, co-champs at the least. That's the least the could least. be outright yep. champs. And that's what we're looking to be after this weekend when they host Jacksonville State. The Gamecocks coming to town. All right, you ready for season-ending uh, two-minute drill? Let's These are it. kind of, uh, you know, not awards, but I want to do something a little different this week instead right. of just going totally random. I want to really focus on 2022. So we're going to go through. All Quick right. hitters. Favorite win. And they're not like children. You can't say them all. you got to pick one. <laughs> Favorite win. Uh, man, Kennesaw State. Okay. So far. And why? It's just, just after the adversity of the Lindenwood game. Yeah. You know, game we should – you know, felt like we should have won. Just, Just – Meant a lot to go on the road, win at a place like that where they hadn't lost in a long time. That's true. And, and not only that, give them, I don't know if you guys knew this, their worst loss at home in program history. Wow. Did you guys hear that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. They had a 10-game yeah. win streak. Yes, yeah. Kyle and James have mentioned that. They knew. They knew yeah. the stakes of, of playing over there. And now, for what it's worth, that's a cool environment. Like a, yeah, it's really, a soccer really stadium, very unique. It was pretty neat. What's the funniest moment? You look back on the season. Is there something that stands out? Maybe uh, someone did something. Like it's. I know you're intense on the sideline. What's, what? It was it in the locker room? Give me the funniest moment you can remember from this year. I'll be honest with you. It was. It was after the game against Stephen F. Austin. So it was. Uh, if you would have walked in our locker room, you would have saw a uh, a uh, dance party. It was pretty cool. That's I a, mean, that was a confined we, locker room what, 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 too. Tiny, but we found out we were conference <laughs> champs. We just beat a good opponent, Stephen F. Austin. And my man Luke goes in and does the gritty. <laughs> and I mean, he, he go brings wild. the house down. He he's in the middle of the mosh pit, 
all the players. Of course, Luke's around them. They, they all know Luke, and Luke's, Luke's dancing in the middle of them all. All right. So, favorite road trip? Do you, I mean, is that going to be Kennesaw as well? Or? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously your fav- favorite road trip is probably uh, a place like Stephen F. Austin. I mean, that's yeah. that's short and that's sweet, sweet. And we won. and. You know, Ole Miss was a great experience as well. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think our guys appreciate that. Obviously, didn't play like the way we wanted to, but um, but well worth the trip and, and getting a chance to go play in front of an SEC venue is always neat. All right, player that surprised you the most this year, like in a good way, where, you, you know, you had you always have expectations going into a season about players, but who's someone that really, really came on that you were like, okay, even my expectations for you were exceeded? I think the growth of Jordan Owens at tight end. Um, he has two touchdowns on the year. Not a ton of catches, but, but you know, he was a high school quarterback. He's still very, very young at this position. In my opinion, the kid, if he continues to progress, could make money playing in, playing in the NFL at tight end. I mean, he's just got the body top. He's got the athletic ability. His growth has been unreal. He is one of the best tight ends in the league right now. All right. Give me your favorite play call that was called this year, offense uh, or defense. I, I, no no question, the uh, well, two of them, and they both involve him. <laughs> I think the timing of both of his passes, the one at SEMO, was a huge pass to Gerard to get us a lead, and then the Kennesaw State game was the dagger. That was that that the, really the, the that was the nail in the coffin yep. for sure. Give me one play you could have back. One play you could take one play back. Oh gosh! Uh, just, and just yeah, yeah. One play. I, well, I think I think early on in the uh, in the in the SEMO game, the 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 corner blitz on the sack. Yeah. Um, Wish we would have checked out of that and gotten to a better play, or, or gave him more protection because somebody because Gerard was wide open down the field. This might answer that same question. Team that you lost to, that if you got the chance, you could play one more time. I'd love to go back to Simo. I would. I'd love to have a first round game in Cape Girardeau again. All right, give me the best meal you ate this this uh, fall season. Ooh, it's got to be here walk-ons, right? Of course. You can't beat walk-ons. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I've I've had just about everything on the menu at this point. This place, unbelievable, unbelievable service, great people, atmosphere is great. You got TV. You can't turn and not see a TV. It's hard to beat walk-ons on a Monday night. All right, off-season activity you're most looking forward to? <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> is that possible? Yeah, no. As a college, as a Division One college football coach, is that even possible? No, it's not. Man, just relax with the family. I, I always enjoy going to Riley and Luke's football and baseball and volleyball and soccer games. I mean, I I, I just want to be with them and Jessica and uh, hopefully decompress a little bit over the over the holidays after recruiting season. But we got we got got a signing class signed too. Recruiting trail. Favorite place to recruit in the off season? So I, I, I love the state, but just because I'm an Arkansas guy, I love the state of Arkansas, but I also like getting into Mississippi. Okay, I love I love riding the back roads of Mississippi and finding players. I think you can find some great players in that state. Prefer to eat at a restaurant with a recruit or in home? I'm all about in home. I really am. I think you get to know a person, their family, a lot more in the house, and uh, you know, it's a unique setting. I mean, I, I enjoy restaurants and all that, but I, I love getting in the house. All right, Coach, thank you. That was our final two-minute drill of the season. I appreciate your honesty and uh, appreciate all your time you gave to us this past football season. It is always fun to talk with you before the game, talk with your coordinators, the players, everybody in a good mood before the game, and I think that starts at the top. It starts with you and that kind of enthusiasm and optimism trickles down to everybody else. I appreciate it. Well, Chris, you and Justin do a great job, and obviously Steve-O on the sideline. Y'all, y'all kill it every week, and uh, appreciate you filling in for Justin these last two weeks. It was fun. All right, so once again, 37-30, halftime score at the Ferris Center. This is the final Nathan Brown show of the season. Senior day, 4 p.m. on the Stripes. 
Go and get your tickets right now. Come and support these seniors and all the underclassmen who are going for an outright conference championship. Already co-A Sun Champs. Let's make it outright this weekend on the Stripes. Coach Brown, thank you. Thank you, Jake Golday. Thank you, Kylan James, for our man Todd Curtis back in the studio. We appreciate our Todd Pierce, excuse me. Todd Pierce back in the studio. Thank you. Have a wonderful night, everybody. show has been presented live from walk-on sports beast growing conway and brought to you in part by the arkansas beef council splash car wash la quinta Inn and suites conway conway regional at&t highland dairy dds dentures and implants hd roofing and construction and conway corp